Welcome to the podcast for Runaway. I'm the author, Sabine Wilder, here to read my book to you. Let's get started. Chapter 1. Dogs and Roses Susan Wolfe drove along the crumbling back road with the car windows rolled down, letting the smell of autumn rush over her. It was warm for October, and she wanted to enjoy the nice weather while it lasted. The wind whipped her long hair into a golden froth covering her face. Pushing the tangle back from her eyes, she took a deep breath of the rich air. It was going to be a beautiful day. Unfortunately, she would be caged inside a classroom for the rest of it. The Honda Civic jolted over a bump in the road, eliciting a curse from Susan. One of the detriments of Canadian winters was what they did to the roads. The small town of Timber Creek, nestled in the wilderness of northern Ontario, was no exception. The road smoothed out as Susan entered a suburb. Trees gave way to houses and lawns, while the scent of autumn leaves diminished, replaced by lawn clippings. Susan pulled over in front of a two-story house with grey siding. The trees in the yard cast their long morning shadows on the curb, but they didn't reach the car as Susan pulled to the side of the road and parked it. No sooner had the Civic rolled to a stop than the door of the house flew open and a girl ran down the driveway. The passenger side door wrenched open and she scrambled inside. You're late. Relax, Anna. On a day like this, no one will even be inside by the time we get there. We're not going to be late, Susan said. Anna buckled herself in before brushing at stray locks of her short hair. Susan wanted to tell her she looked fine but knew better than to interrupt Anna's fussing. For a brief moment, the sun caught the chestnut highlight to Anna's dark hair and eyes before she shot Susan an irritated look. Let's go. We have plenty of time. Susan pulled away from the curb. Don't worry so much. Anna gave up on her hair and grinned at Susan. Easy for you to say. If it wasn't for me, you'd be late every day from stopping to smell the flowers, Miss Wolf. <laughs> Don't go there. Susan laughed, but it rang hollow, failing to hide her unease. Fine. Anna let the matter drop. So what's new with you? Our cross-country running meet is this weekend. I can't wait. The thought of competition electrified Susan. Oh, great. You're going to be hyper all week. Nah, I'll be fine. As hard as it was going to be to spend all week trapped in a classroom, the anticipation of the open trails made it bearable. You should join the club. Sports teams look great on university applications. How many times have we had this conversation? I suck at everything athletic, and I definitely can't run. Besides, I don't think it's going to matter so much now that we're in our last year of high school. It would still be fun. You should give sports a chance. What have you got to lose? Oh, sure. Anna's voice dripped sarcasm. Why don't I try out for the basketball team this season? I'll just run between everyone's legs. Aw, oh, come on. You're not that short. I think the lack of oxygen in the air up there is messing with their brain. Besides... Anna grew quiet as she gazed out the window. Even if I was magically struck with some kind of athletic ability, I doubt your teammates would be excited. They're not all bad, you know. Susan cringed. She was treading dangerous water. While she managed to navigate through social storms with ease, Anna wasn't always so lucky. Susan never understood why. Despite her shyness and anxiety, Anna was a great person. It doesn't matter. I'll always be a loser in their eyes. Her best friend's resignation only made Susan want to fight harder. That's why you should join the cross-country club and prove them wrong. You don't know when to give up, do you? Anna's expression softened. As much as I appreciate your undying faith in my non-existent athletic ability, I think I'll stick to my geekier pursuits. Anna grew thoughtful. 
Maybe you should take up one of my hobbies. The dark room is pretty cozy, you know. With all those chemicals you need to develop film, I'm sure I'd find a way to blow everything up. It would be fun. You should give photography a chance. Trust Anna to throw Susan's own argument back at her. Stumped for a comeback, Susan was now wary that whatever she said might be used against her later. Anna dropped the sarcasm. Would it make you happy if I came out to your meet this weekend to cheer you on? Really? Are you sure you won't get bored sitting around waiting for me to cross the finish line? I think it'll be nice to spend some time outside. Maybe I'll take my camera and take some photos before all the leaves are gone. Anna trailed off, losing herself in thought. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. That was all Susan needed. Once Anna committed to a plan, she was going through with it. Crate, don't forget to save some film for a pic of me on the podium. If you make it that far. Challenge accepted. Susan didn't try to tone down her excitement. This weekend would be amazing. The Honda pulled into a decrepit parking lot behind Timber Creek Secondary School. As Susan stepped out of the car, the smell of damp bricks drying in the sun hit her nostrils. Then the more noxious fumes of the parking lot invaded her senses. Oil and grease from old vehicles hung heavy in the air, mixing with cigarette smoke. The first bell rang, and Anna tugged on Susan's sleeve. Come on, hurry up! Susan shouldered her backpack, following Anna to the door. One last breath of sweet autumn air filled her lungs before the door clanged shut behind them. Being stuck indoors all day used to drive Susan crazy. To some extent, it still did. She had a very sensitive sense of smell, and being stuck inside a box reeking of cleaning chemicals and the body odor of twenty other kids was agonizing. It was an assault on her senses compared to the fresh air of the outdoors or the comforting smells of her home. It didn't help that no one understood her discomfort. Susan fought many long battles with her mother, trying to explain why she hated being stuck in school all day. Eventually, she stopped trying to explain. No one understood what she was talking about. No one except Anna. Susan remembered the day she told her best friend about her biggest insecurity. Back when they were kids, sitting outside on Susan's front porch, soaking up the warmth of a spring day. Rain had made the ground swell with the hearty scent of earth. Green shoots pierced the soil, and the first flowers were budding. "'What are you thinking about, Sue?' Anna asked from her seat on a padded lawn chair on the porch. "'Hm? What?' Susan jerked her attention away from the smell of the natural world around her, embarrassed to be caught engrossed in it. "'It must be something good. You were really spaced out,' Anna giggled. "'I was not!' Susan snapped. She immediately regretted her tone, but she felt defensive. Anna proceeded with caution. You want to talk about it? What for? Because you always want to talk. Anna's doe-like eyes opened wide. Is it a secret? No, not really. It wasn't. Susan had told lots of people, but other kids thought she was weird, and adults didn't get it at all. It wasn't that she couldn't talk about it. She just didn't want to. I promise I won't tell anyone. Anna didn't have to say it. Susan knew her friend would take any secret she told her to the grave, but the promise reassured her nonetheless. Susan sought the right words to explain it one more time. I was thinking about the way things smell after the rain. And? Anna encouraged her to continue. Susan shrugged. That's it. That's it? That's what you're worried about? Smelling the flowers? Not just the flowers, everything. I can smell the soil, the rain, the budding trees, the new grass, the dead leaves. Susan trailed off when she saw Anna's blank expression staring back at her. That's 
a lot of different things. Anna drew the words out slowly. Forget it. I knew you wouldn't understand. Susan was wasting her time trying to explain it. Well, Anna looked out over the yard. I can smell the soil after the rain, too. It's pretty. But all that other stuff you said, I've never noticed before. What's it like? A spark of hope lit inside Susan. Are you serious, or are you teasing like everyone else? Are you serious? Are you pulling my leg to make me look dumb when the punchline comes? No, I swear, I'm not making this up. Susan tried to sound as sincere as she could. She couldn't lose Anna now. You don't know what it's like. I've tried explaining it so many times, but no one gets it. Try me. Okay. Susan had to resist the urge to bolt from the porch and run as far and fast as she could. You know how some people are visual and think in images or whatever? Well, sometimes I think in smells. Anna went silent. Susan gave her some time to let things sink in, but Anna struggled to grasp the concept. So you see in smells, like a dog or something? I'm not a dog. I know you're not a dog. I didn't mean it like that. I guess it's... I don't know what to say. Anna threw her hands up in surrender. Susan immediately regretted letting her frustration get the better of her. Anna was trying. Sorry, I know it's hard to find the right words. Believe me, I've been trying to describe this since I was born, but it never comes out right. This really bothers you, doesn't it? Susan's defenses flared, but she reined them in. You try explaining something to other people all your life and having no one get it. Some of them even make fun of you for it. Anna grew reflective, speaking more to herself than to Susan. That's not as crazy as you might think it sounds. Well, I feel like I'm going crazy. It's okay, Sue. I believe you, and I'm pretty sure you're not crazy. The tension in Susan's body drained away, and the urge to run away screaming faded. I've always noticed smells that other people don't. I see the world around me through my nose differently than everyone else. It's so weird, and what's weirder is that nobody ever wants to talk about it. I feel like a freak. Just because something about you makes you different doesn't mean you're a freak. If that's the case, we're all freaks. Well, it's good to know I'm not alone. Anna stuck her tongue out, and Susan couldn't help but laugh. She had been taking herself too seriously. Gratefully, Anna brought things back into perspective. So tell me, Anna asked, what do I smell like? Susan paused to think about it. No one's ever asked me that before. I don't know if I have the words to describe it. Try! Anna bounced on the edge of her seat, eager for an answer. Susan took a deep breath. It's like, if smells were colors, you'd be light. Not white, but maybe a yellowy light. Bright, light, and warm. Like a sunbeam. Does that sound dumb? No way. This is fun. What else? You smell kind of sweet, too, with something green in there. Like growing... No, that's not right. Not like a plant or anything. Ugh, now I know I sound dumb. You get all that from me? No way! It's true, I swear. Susan summoned every ounce of sincerity she had. Every person is different and complicated like that, and it's so hard to describe. I know it sounds messed up, but I'm not making anything up. I believe you, Sue, but it's... weird. Hard to believe. I know. Susan rose from her seat and paced the short stretch of porch in front of her. 
Okay, my mom's making dinner. Can you smell it? Anna shook her head, watching Susan as she paced back and forth. Susan breathed in deeply. Mashed potatoes, chicken, and, uh, broccoli. Anna rose to stand beside Susan, sniffing the air. I don't smell anything. The door to the house opened and Susan's mother called out to the girls. Anna, would you like to stay for supper? The blast of air from inside the house carried with it the aroma of food. Smells good, Mom. What's for dinner? Oh, just chicken and mashed potatoes. She checked with Anna again. I hope you like broccoli. Anna was silent for a few seconds before her manners kicked in. Uh, sure, I'd love to stay for dinner, but I need to call my parents to let them know. Of course, Susan's mother crooned. It's nice to see some kids still think about their parents in this day and age. Susan registered her mother's jab but let it slide. Her attention was focused on Anna's reaction. A timer chimed in the kitchen and Mrs. Wolfe retreated back inside. Finish up whatever you're doing. Dinner will be ready soon. The door shut, leaving the two girls alone outside. Susan stared intently at Anna, who struggled to find her voice again. You were right. Anna gave Susan a suspicious sideways look. Seriously, if you're doing this as a joke, it's not funny. You're right. It's not funny. Of all the superpowers in the world, I get a keen sense of smell. Lamest superpower ever. Don't worry. I'll still let you be my trusty sidekick. Susan laughed in relief. She didn't understand it herself, but Anna was willing to accept whatever freaky abilities she had. It was nice to have someone to confide in. That concludes Chapter 1. Runaway is currently available for you to listen to for free. I will release a new chapter every week until the book is finished. But if you can't wait to find out what happens, the ebook is available through Kobo and Amazon. Just search for Sabine Wilder or get a direct link from my website at sabinewilder.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to give me feedback, you can always email me at sabine at sabinewilder.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and help me grow. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant night.